1: The Opinion Line on Cork's 96FM. I have a book in my hand called How to Succeed in Secondary School, written by Tony Bellew, a practical guide to how to succeed in secondary school, which seems to be aimed at both students and parents. And it's kind of a reference book for the entire family, I would think, about how to get through Uh, secondary school, and particularly leading up to study for exams like the junior and the leaving and all of that. Uh, Tony joins me to to talk about this new book. Tony, good morning to you. Good morning, PJ. Your inspiration to write the book, am I right in saying first, it does seem to be aimed at the entire family in in different ways?
0: Yes, you're totally right. Um, And I suppose my inspiration to write it goes way back to when I was a young teacher in the early 70s. Um, business uh, subjects were was my area. Um, and I remember um, having, you know, large class groups and thinking to myself, you know, kind of worrying about certain students who were struggling. And thinking to myself, that I'd love to be able to, to hear more about what's going on in their heads. And But we were so busy, and, and it's the same today, busy, you know, with large classes, covering the course, preparing students for, you know, the exams and so forth. But I remember saying to myself, even way back then, that at some stage I'm going to get involved and I'm going to look into this more. So roll on probably 40 years after that to 2009, when I retired as principal of St. Brendan's College in Bray, now Woodbrook College and I set up my one-to-one mentoring service, and part of that was I wanted to meet with students on a one-to-one basis and listen to what's going on in their heads, mm. and I've done that over the last 13 years, and I've worked with uh, nearly 200 students over that time, and I'd work intensively with each one through a year, and um, I've listened you know, to them, and I suppose I've taken on board all they're saying, and it's I hadn't even I hadn't planned to write the book then. That happened in two thousand and twelve, and a number of parents that I was working with along with, with their, their their children and members of my family said, "You know, why don't you look at putting all this down in writing and and get it out there?" Yeah. So I I decided in two thousand and twelve I would do so. A lot of it um, comes from the information I get from listening to students.
1: Yeah, now school is a very structured day. Uh, it has exactly. to be. But exactly, but you say there's a great importance to be placed as well on a structure
0: at home. Now, can you be as rigid in your structures at home? No, you can be, and I, I'll tell you how. And you're right when you say that, PJ. Uh, I thought back then, in you know 2009, and probably before that, I was thinking about it that you know everything is organised really well for students in school there's a fantastic service second to none and uh, like i've spent the last 50 50 years kind of you know 40 years in my te- nearly 40 years of my teaching career and then chair of boards for uh the, the, the 12 years since then um, and and the service is fantastic but i kind of thought and listening to students they're then expected to go home and organize their lives you know with regard to you know homework study and Uh, revision and everything else going on in their lives so i felt it needed some sort of structure but i immediately thought that one of the most important things is that they're able to do the things they want to do the interests outside Mm. uh you know school matters so you know they spend a long time in school every day and then they're expected to to you know do a certain amount of work outside which is which they have to do so i believe that you really have to bring structure to that so what i suggest them is that they build into the plan, you know, everything else, like if they're playing on a football team or a hockey team involved with the scouts or a drama group group or whatever, or time for friends and all of that. So that goes in kind of to the, the, the blank template, first of all. Mm-hmm. So all of that is fitted in. And then we look at, I suggest them then, they look then at fitting in the necessary time. Uh, to do their homework, study, and revision. And I believe that does work, you know, and every every student is different and it's a different plan for each student. But I think if that structure is brought to it, mm-hmm. they then know exactly where they stand and it's easier then to incorporate everything.
1: Now, the school timetable runs from, what, nine until four have, on average, half yeah, three, yeah, four. Yeah, yeah. And that's set yeah. in stone. Can you, or should you, Tony,
0: have a timetable at home that is set in stone? I definitely think so, PJ. And, you know, with with all the students I've worked with over the last 13 years, each one has their own timetable. Now, you you, you you work around, you know, dinner time, family things and all that, and it can be done, but you have to put a lot of thought into it and put time into it in putting it together. And I I actually break the year up into 11 periods um, so that... The year is structured and that's, you know, I do that for first years. I do it for six years. Um, and, you know, five of those periods are when normal school is going on, like it would be the first half and second half of the first term. Then after Christmas, the first half and second half of the the second term and then the last term. So there's five and it's the bulk of the year. So I call that the regular work schedule. So that's when you would have They'd have their timetable for doing their homework study and revision at home from Monday to Sunday each week. And then we'd have a special plan for the other periods like October, midterm, break, Christmas and and so forth. Um, And then the periods around these arms.
1: You said Monday to Sunday. Are you a believer Mm. or not in, and I've heard it stressed more in recent years, that yep. a student should have or be able to have one day in the week, either Saturday or Sunday,
0: that is theirs and theirs alone. It's off. There's no school. Can you do that? We, you can do that, okay? Now, it's, it's probably more difficult when you're doing it for, for leaving cert students where, obviously, they spend a lot more time. But everything is possible if you plan well. And I agree with you. There has to be that balance. They have to have this quality time away from their school-related work. Otherwise, it's not going to work. I go so far as to say that the the other time is probably more important than the work time because I believe, and I've seen it over the years, that if you get that right, they get the work side right. The quality of work will be the best it can be. So you build into it, and particularly at weekends, because you know, I know the students' shoulders drop a bit when I say we've got to put in time for working there and, and we have to do that to fit it all in but there's also an awful lot of time off as well and there's a lot of time at the weekend from four o'clock on a Friday to nine o'clock in the Monday morning again it comes back to the structure it comes back to the planning and you can incorporate everything.
1: Yeah, I guess we'd all, here yep. on this crew, we'd put together, we'd put a couple of hours in every weekend across the two days, yep. because you have to, to prepare, to prepare yep. for Monday. You, you encourage people to keep, students, Tony, to keep a work-in-progress
0: notebook on where they're going in the year. Yeah, and I'll tell you how I came up with that, PJ. A number of students said to me, probably six, seven years ago, their head is always full of work they have to do. And it distracts them when they're doing the work. You know, had I got a solution to that? And I thought about it. I I came up with a simple concept of we've got to park the work that's in their head and write it down somewhere. So maybe in a little notebook. And for want of a better word, I came up with a work-in-progress notebook. And I've called it that ever since. And um, they simply write down whatever work has to be done but they can't get to right now. It might be what teachers ask them to do that day, you know, maybe to revise something. It might be preparing for a test next week. It might be doing revision for exams. It might be going over something difficult. And you just can't get to it right now. And so you put it in that notebook, and then that notebook builds up with work to be done. And one of a big part of what I get students to do, PJ, is that, They do every session in the plan, irrespective of homework. So there's going to be nights or weekends when maybe they don't have too much homework. Maybe they had free classes during the day and were able to get the work done then. So this is the opportunity then when they look at the work in progress notebook, prioritize, do whatever it is that's in there, tick it off. And it's a great feeling when you cross that off. And it really, uh, students have come back to me again and again, every student that I've worked with for the last, whatever it is, six or seven years, have used that. And even some of the students have come back to me and said that they use it in third level. Later on, they'd come back to me and say, it's just a great, a simple way, but a great way of organizing, planning and managing
1: work to be done. Mm, it's funny. I mean, we here, we, I'm not spilling secrets from school. I'm sure many other people do. it. We yeah. here keep a document, a planning document. For for what's there to be done and stuff is marked off and boxed off as we and that is a a skill I guess that you can learn in school. Just lastly and briefly, Tony, there's a lot of talk uh, in recent years, in particular, on the subject of homework, yeah, and whether we should have it at all in primary school, and then in secondary school, maybe maybe look at at curbing it or or certain nights of the how. How important do you think homework is, Tony? And
0: the, the, do they agree with the idea of doing away with it? Yeah, no, no, I don't agree with that at all. I, I think homework is extremely important. You know, I think if we think, if you look on it, like you have to practice things. Like it's one thing been taught something in school and going through it and all that, but a certain amount of work must go on after them. And you mentioned primary school. I think it should be very little, but they just need to get into the habit of doing a little work and then the same i i apply the same thing to to first year students you know um i just recommend a simple three half hour sessions with their homework and you know it's not too demanding but they've got to realize that they have to do work you know and and when it comes to exams it has to be done and it's the consistent work spread out over a long period of time that really pays the dividend. So I, I would be a fan, but I'm conscious of, you know, the quality of life too, and getting the balance right. And I keep coming back to that, yeah. You know, and I, I, I always worry more about students that don't have uh, interests outside of the school-related work because, you know, that doesn't work. You know that you know you need to have that balance, and and uh, but definitely, I think. Homework is very important. Okay. I think
1: it's a book for both students and parents. That was my thought, and you've confirmed Jeff, it for it, me. Jeff, thank, it. thank you very much, Tony Bellew. He's the author of How to Succeed in Secondary School, a practical guide. It's available in all good bookshops now. It'll cost you 15 euro, and it's online at com. Courts 96 FM.